I wanted to just bring a couple of words or a thought out of God's word this morning, if that's okay. And if you could click the next slide for me. Two simple words I've called this, and we're going to read Psalm 100 together. It says this in Psalm 100. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is good. Isn't that good? Just pause there for a second. Know that the Lord is good. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Now, this is the key bit, and this is what I want to focus on this morning. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Now, kids, can you, we're going to have a, uh, like an, uh, an open debate here, a bit of conversation. Kids, could you tell me some of the things that your parents say to you? You know, like things that parents say, that you, parents, you know, I'm a parent, and I remember being a child and hearing my dad say to things and say, I'm never going to say that. I'm never going to say that, but then you can guarantee when you get a bit older and you become a dad, you end up saying those things, don't you? It's like um, uh, things like, just wait till your mum gets home, or if your mum, just wait until your dad gets home. Can you think of some of those things? Is there anything that springs to mind that your parents say to you? Not sure. Let me help you. How about things like, you've got to the count of five? Can you remember that one? Or you've got to the count of three, and then you, your parents are standing there. One, two, two and a half, <laughs> two and three quarters, and then eventually you go three, and then by that time, hopefully your, your son or daughter or child has, has ran. Uh, here's another one. Do you want something to cry about? I'll give you something to cry about. <laughs> has your parents ever used that one for you? You know, or um, how about this one? You don't make the rules, I make the rules. Have you ever had that one? I, I remember having that one. Oh, this is a great one. Because I said so. <laughs> but why? Because I said so. It's a brilliant response, isn't it? As a parent, you can just use it for anything. But why? Because I said so. But, but because I said so. So um, how about this one? Money doesn't grow on trees. Can you remember that one being said to you? And have you used it now that you're a grown-up or a parent as well? Is that chocolate or poop? That's when you have a baby. Uh, if everyone jumped off a bridge, would you? These are phrases. I don't know whether you... Have you used that one? I've, I remember that one being used to me. Um, if you're living under this roof... Yeah. Come on, you know that one. How about this one? A little birdie told me. I've used that one. Or this, we use this one with our boys all the time, unfortunately. This is not a hotel. <laughs> you know, you need to do some chores. You've got to do the washing up and things. Um, when I was your age, <laughs> I remember that one. Um, my wife says this one. My wife's originally from Manchester, um, and she's really got a really quick-witted sense of humor. And um, we were in the car the other day, and uh, Noah was complaining about something, and Kaz just went, oh, take it up with your union. <laughs> I was like, I love that one. I'd never heard it before. Take it up with the union. And then there's, um, then there's one phrase that I wanted to get to, and this is the key thing for today's message. 
Can you remember this when your parents used to say to you, and kids, I'm sure you've heard this, what, what do you say? Thank you and please. Don't forget your please and thank yous. And there's two little words. That's why I called this talk two little words. Thank you. Thank you. And I really want to just focus on that for a little bit this morning because it's such a powerful, powerful two words. Thank you. And I'm sure as, as adults, when you've been driving around in the car and um, you, you come up to a uh, you're driving along and you can see a car wanting to come out from a junction and you, and you stop and you very kindly give a little flash and say, by all means, come out. You know, fine, you take, come out in front of me. I'll slow down, I'll let you pull out. And then when they just drive off, you're cursing under your breath. Why, why couldn't, couldn't you have just acknowledged or said thank you? That feeling is just, it's, it's you know, you, who would have thought that two little words would have such power? But in that moment when you're not thanked, when those words haven't been used, there's something that rises up within you. Or when you hold a door for someone and they just walk through and you're like, oh, by all means, carry on. You know, couldn't you have just said thank you? It's powerful, isn't it? And, and kids, you know, if you, if you listen this morning and you really learn these two words, your life could be transformed. You know, just with your parents, with your family, those two words carry a lot of power. And we read this morning about Psalm 100, and uh, the psalmist David encourages us to enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with, with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. It's, it's as if David's saying, you know, don't forget to say thank you to God. Thank you is not just polite and just being courteous, but when we use it with sincerity, it's really powerful. It, you know, when, when you really help someone feel appreciated, when you help someone feel as though their contribution is really making an impact to your world, those two little words, thank you. I just wonder with the power of these words, you know, if we used them more in our marriages, we'd have stronger marriages. If we used them more in our workplaces, our morale in our workplaces would lift. Two little words, thank you. It's amazing, isn't it? Two little words can make such a huge difference to people's morale, help people have a greater sense of self-esteem, that you recognize them, that you see them, that you appreciate the contribution that they're making to the world. And in a way, I just want to stand here representing compassion this morning and just say, thank you. Sincerely, thank you for the contribution that you are making you should feel good about yourself because the contribution you're making is significant. I want to raise your self-esteem this morning. I want to help you as a church rise up and realize that you are making a significant difference in the world. That you're not just this tiny little church in the back end of, of South Wales. You are making a significant impact globally and really transforming children's lives. So I want you to feel good about yourself. I want you to know that education is being given, nutrition is being given. The self-esteem and the emotional development of these children is growing. They're starting to realize that this line in the ground, that poverty, poverty draws this line that says this far and no further, that because of your contribution and because of your, the words that you're speaking into the children, they're starting to see that line disappear and believe that they can truly step over into an amazing, fulfilled life where they can break the poverty cycle and see all their dreams and ambitions come to fruit. You know, if your child were here right now, 
I guarantee that a couple of things that they would do, they would probably throw their arms around you, give you the biggest hug, and then two little words would come out their mouth. Like Ginselli said, all I can say is, thank you. Thank you. You know, the Bible talks about this word in this term called thanksgiving. It doesn't necessarily say thank you, but it tends to use a word thanksgiving. And it starts, you know, David said, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. And David reminds us there that we praise God. And he also, we're reminded in 1 Chronicles chapter 29 and verse 14, that everything comes from God. Everything comes from you, and we have given you only what comes from your hand. You know, we need to say thank you to God for the, for the blessing that he pours into our lives. Everything that we have has come from God. Kids, could you help me here for a second? Is that okay? Could you just come out? A few kids just run out to the front. Don't worry, some sweets are in it for you. Um, but just come out and um, come down the front. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you. What's your name? Fion. Sorry? Fion. Beautiful name. Hey, champ. How you doing? Good. And a few more, a few more. Brilliant. Okay, brilliant. Kids, can you just go and give all the adults some sweets, please? Go on. What? What? Can't you? What? You can't give them any sweets? We don't You don't have any? Hmm. I wonder whether there's a lesson here that I'm trying to get across. You see, the only way that you can give out something is if you have been given it. Is that right? So if I give you a whole load of sweets, you would then be able to give them out. Is that right? It's such a simple lesson, but this is what God does for us. You know, everything that you have is given by him, and then he entrusts it to us so that we can give it out. So do you want some sweets? Yeah? Okay, we've got the, um, the compassion bag of goodies here, and we do actually have quite a lot of sweets. What? I know, I'm going to get told off by every single parent here in a, in a second. But there's a load of sweets here, so feel free to go and make sure that the, the adults have some sugar in them so that they listen to the rest of my talk, okay? So go and, um, here we go, you've got some sweets and you... Uh, and then you can have one for yourself as well. You're going to have to run around. I've seen a few adults up in the balcony up there, so maybe you can run around and go and give. Here we go. Look at this. It's like Christmas has come early. Um, there's another bag, and then I've got one more bag here, and maybe you can share them out together and um, take some out. Go and give some sweets out. That's absolutely fine. Oh, I've got one more. Oh, heck. There we go. There we go, Chuck. Do you want to go and give some of those out? Brilliant. So whilst the kids are giving that out, this is why you can listen to me whilst the, whilst the sweets are being given out. That's okay. I just wanted to challenge us and just to think about this because as we start to use the term thank you, what is the result or what, what, is, what is the lifestyle that's associated with a, a heart of thankfulness. So if we recognize that God, that we are thankful to God, the flip side of that is there's a responsibility on you. And the responsibility for you is to live a generous lifestyle. 
You know, we can say thank you, we can, we can flippantly say it, but if we say it with a, a sincerity and really believe it, there's a responsibility that comes onto us that we live a generous lifestyle. And I just wanted to encourage us with a couple of things. I'm sure you might have heard of the parable of the Good Samaritan. And I'm not going to read it because time's almost gone. But if you want to go and read it, it's in Luke chapter 10. And when I've read through the story of the Good Samaritan, you know the story that there's a man who gets mugged, and then along comes a priest, um, and he doesn't do anything. Along comes a Levite, he doesn't do anything. And then along comes a Samaritan, which in a way is a bitter enemy to the Israeli nation. And the Samaritan cares for this person who's been, who's been robbed. And there's three different things, just very, very quickly, that I want to encourage us with. And that is that you, if, when you look at what the Samaritan did, he was generous with his time. He stopped. He took time. He was generous with his touch. He made sure that the, the, the person was cared for, looked after. He wasn't afraid to get his hands dirty. And he was also generous with his treasure. That if you remember, he went back and paid uh, the innkeeper to make sure that they could um, be cared for. Thank you very much. Have you had one yourself? Have you had one? You have. You've got pockets full. Yeah, of course. <laughs> As you would. But they were generous with their time, they were generous with their touch, and they were generous with their treasure. But I just want to encourage you, because sometimes life gets tough, doesn't it? And sometimes we don't always feel as though we've got the time. Sometimes we're really, really busy, and we don't feel as though we've got time to touch. Sometimes life is really tough, and our finances get get a bit tight, and who knows, with Brexit coming up and all of that, you know, what that's going to do. And sometimes it can feel as though life is a little bit tough. But I also want to encourage you that God is no man's debtor. He is no man's debtor. And when we say thank you to God, there's a responsibility on us to be generous with our lifestyles, and God will always make sure you've got enough. And he says this, and I just want to encourage you this, with this as we finish. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 to 14, it says this. Remember this. Okay, we need to remember this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly. So that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. For as it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed. And you will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion as through, and through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. This service that you perform is not only supplying your needs, the needs of the Lord's people, but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Because of the service by which you have proved yourselves, others will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. And in their prayers for, your, for you, their hearts will go out to you because of the surpassing grace God has given you. There's a couple of things that just as a thought to close. 
When you're generous in your lifestyle, it's okay to feel good about it. You know, it's okay. You will feel a sense of self-esteem rise up. You will feel appreciated. But also the other amazing thing about when you have a generous lifestyle is that other people notice it. And your community will start to give praise to God. The children that, we, that you sponsor will start to give praise to God because they recognize that the generosity is overwhelming. And it must only come from God through us as a conduit. And so because of your investment, nations are being transformed. Because of you choosing to sponsor children, children's lives, families, communities, nations are being transformed. And I just want to say to you this morning, thank you. Two simple words, thank you. So how about this morning we pray to close? How about we say thank you to God for all that he's given us? But also maybe at the same time just check our hearts of whether we're giving our time, our touch, and our treasure to those around us, but also whether God's laying on your heart that maybe you would like to give your time, your touch, your treasure to a child in Tanzania. Maybe you this morning are being challenged to take up that mantle and be generous to a child who really just needs a little bit of a leg up to help them lift out of poverty. So shall we pray? Would you be okay if you can to stand together? Shall we stand and let's pray? Lord God, thank you so much. We just want to say thank you this morning, Lord. Thank you that you were willing to sacrifice your son so that we can have life. Thank you that you demonstrated first and foremostly what a really generous lifestyle looks like. Where you were willing to give the most precious thing to you, your son, Jesus Christ, to die for us. We just want to say thank you. And Lord, thank you that we live in an abundance here. In our, in our country, we are some of the richest people on the planet when it comes to money. Lord, thank you so much for our families. Thank you for our community. Thank you for your blessings flowing in our lives every single day. And Lord, I just pray this morning that as we are thankful to you, that we also recognize that there's a responsibility that comes with that to live a generous lifestyle. And Lord, I pray this morning that you would drop on our heart ways in which we can show our time, ways in which we can show our touch, ways in which we can share our treasure with those in our local community, but then also around the world. So thank you, Lord, in your name. Amen. Amen.